Bokertov, today's daf is daf Kof in Babakama, as we learn from Chenoko Basis Rohanasun Basar Vashivya. Right from the top of the page, continuing the discussion, if an animal ate some food, where he's chayiv, in other words, in the shus of the nizik, of the one who, who's damaged, and he also did some other damage incidentally. So we said if he did it incidentally, and with something that you wouldn't normally do for that, you only have to pay chatzin nezek. Uh, unless he ate it all at the same time, was considered one big action. Okay, so the Gemara said it depends on the situation, etc. Here's another example. There was a goat. The Chazalif, the Sassim turnips, on the top of the jar or, or a, 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 a barrel. Uh, he saw some there at the at the top of the lip, you know, the opening of the cask. Sarachi climbed up the barrel. Sulik and he went up, Achla lift, he ate the turnips from Tarbadon. He broke the cask, he broke the uh, the, the jar, the barrel, he broke it. So, Chaive Rava Alifta, Vadan Masushan. And Rava was Machayev, the owner of the goat, to pay not only for the turnips, obviously it was in Rishusan Isik, but also uh, he had to pay full price for the barrel or the jar, whatever it was that he broke. My time, keeping the Urchel Mechel of the sins, and a goat like that normally eats turnips. So it's, it's, it's normal for him to go up on top of the jar, the barrel, and and therefore he broke it, incidentally, but it was part of the eating process. So uh, since he had to pay Nezek Sholim for shame for eating uh, the produce of the owner in the owner's rishus, uh, so he's also chayv to pay for the barrel that he broke. That was part of the eating process. Amr Ilfa. Let's say an animal's walking in the Rishus Rabbim. In the Rishus Rabbim, uh, you're not chayiv on Shane Beregel, only Rishus Yachah. But here, the animal stuck its neck out and ate on, from the load. Another, there was two animals there. Number one was walking along and had some food on its back, had, had a package of food. Number two came along, stuck out its neck, and ate for the food from the back of number one. Chayvus, he has to pay, even though normally these animals are allowed to walk in Rishus Rabbim, and you're not chayv for shame Rishus Rabbim. My time, Gabi Chaverta Kachos Nizik. The back of the other animal is like the Chaser of the Nizik, even though he's walking in Rishus Rabbim, but on his back it's like his private property. I'm allowed to drive my car in Rishus Rabbim, but in my car it's my own Rishus. And the same thing with the on the back of the animal, it's like Chaser and Nizik, and therefore. Uh, it's like animal number two did damage in the in the territory in the premises of of uh, of the nizik of the animal number one and its owner. Therefore, he had to pay, even though he's in Rishus Rabbim. He was really did the damage in the Chatzar Nizik. Let's prove a case from here. Let's say a man was walking along and he had a big sack, back, you know, or box on his back. He was like carrying on his back. While he was walking in the street, an animal stuck its neck out and reached into the sack on the back of this guy. So that's the same thing, because he's eating effectively in the and Nizik. Morris says, no, that's not proof. That's speaking of Rabbi Kofetzis. Like Rabbi says in a different case, that we'll see now what that other case was. Something where the animal jumped up on the guy's back. That's already a told of Karen, because he did something unusual. Right? Rashi says the top line of the page, and that's a total of Just like over there, 
something where the animal did something unusual and therefore he's high That's what we're speaking about here. Where do we say they were talking about a case where the animal jumped at something unnatural, unusual, and therefore you're high even just remember. We discussed this before that uh that a uh the the Karen, Yachayev, when an animal did something unusual and intentionally did it, Yachayev, both in Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah. So it makes no difference. It's not the idea. We want to prove that if one animal uh, walking in Rosh Hashanah ate from another animal's back, also in Rosh Hashanah, we said before Ilfa said that the animal who did the damage is Chayev for Shane, even though it's in Rosh Hashanah, because the back of the first animal that's hold, that has the load and the food is considered Rosh Hashanah. You can't prove it from this case of a man walking along and had some food on his back and an animal stuck his head out and ate from there. Because here is speaking about where the animal jumped up on him and did something unusual and you're chayiv for Karen, not for Shane. Karen's chayiv even with Shisharab. Behechid Rabbi said, Aha, said this case, some Rabboshi, behave with Shisharab. Holchabachla, an animal with Shisharab, while he was walking, he ate. He ate food there. Well, Shane with Shisharab is potter. Omdavach, but if he stood, he stopped still in eight, and he's chayev. Why, why, what's the difference? How is it different? Why, in a case where he's walking along, that's usual. And, and, if he stood also, what's the if he's walking along or he stood? Either way, he's eating Mishas Rabbim. That should be considered usual, and therefore, shame should be potter. Amrav Kofet says, the case where he's standing means where he's not walking along normally. He jumped up and ate. He jumped up, that's considered unusual. Therefore, it's a it's a told of Karen, not of Shane. Shane is only chayiv v'shoseyachid. Or, according to Ilfa, even on the back of another animal is also v'shoseyachid. But over here, this these are cases. These cases are talking about where the animal did something unusual. That's a told of Karen. He's chayiv chatzinezik. The animals are found. Boy, Rav Zerah. Zerah is this interesting question. We've said that Shane is only chayiv v'shoseyachid, not v'shoserabim. Right? Only if you're in the nizik's v'shos, not v'shoserabim. What happens if the food is rolling from one to another. In other words, the animal, let's say, is Shusarabim, and he rolled it from Shusayachid into Shusarabim. So is he potter because he's eating it in Shusarabim? Or do you look at the place where it started? Or if there what happens if he rolled it? Mao. So what's the case? Going to Kaima, Amir Let's say you have a bundle of straw in the Shusayachid, become a Skalgo, and the animal rolls it from Shusayachid, become a Skalgo, Asim Shusayachid, so what do you say there? Do you look at the fact, well, he ate it in Shisarabim, but do you look at the original placement? And Rashi points out, and other Mephoshim also say that that's, that's how they learn the case. Um, that uh, uh, here he says on the side, I guess the Ram and the Raiva, that, uh, that it, the, anna, the food, let's say, was Shisayachit, where he In other words, uh, Going the kaima b'shusayachid, the animals in shusayachid, and he's rolling the food from a shusram into shusayachid. Would you say he's chayev? Rashi also says that you could learn the case either way. Rashi has the gears like we have in our gemara that it's speaking about where the bundle is in shusayachid, where he bechayviated, but the animals are shusram, and he rolls it there. Would you look at the place that he ate it, or do you look at the place where it originated? Might what's the halacha there? Maybe, Ask Rabbi Yeah. Maybe it's carrot. Is it something unusual for him to roll it? Roll it, then, so you don't be high of chetzin, that's it. That's a good point. Um, that's a good point. He, he did something rolling it, <clears throat> could be, but it could. It, here, the issue is we're not talking about the rolling, the rolling, he didn't do any damage when he rolled it. In other words, the issue always is, is that if he did something unusual in the act of damage or shame, but over here, 
He didn't damage it when he rolled it. The issue is simply shame. Is he high for shame or not high for shame? Because he, here the issue is that he ate it. When he ate it, he ate it normally. But first he rolled it. That's the question. So Tashma, the Tani Ravchia, Masui, Mixas, let's say you have a package that's partially bifnim, partially inside the Nisik Shushusim, Mixas, and partially outside. Achla bifnim, Chayavas. In other words, we're assuming that he's rolling it. And he ate it. If he ate it while it was inside, he's Chayav, Chayav. In other words, you look at where he ate it. If he ate it inside, he's chayv. He ate it on the outside, he's potter. My love, Mescal Govasi. Are we speaking on a case where he's rolling it? So if when he rolled it, he ate it in the Rishosi. If when he, before he rolled it, he rolled it, he ate it in the Rishosi Yachid, he's chayv. If he rolled it out, he's potter. So you look at where he ate it, it's more low. You look at where it was originally. If he ate something on which was originally inside, he's chayv, even if he ate it in the Rishosi if he ate something that was originally outside, Torah, you could learn it either way. In other words, there's no proof. We're trying to determine, do you look at the place that he ate it, or do you look at the place where it was originally placed before he moved it? You can't prove it from here, because you can learn the case that, either way. It makes a difference. If it was placed there, uh, it's Mashmur from the portion that he's speaking where he moved it. Megalgelis for us Rashi is not clear, but the unfortunate way to explain it is that he moved it. But it seems to me it doesn't really make any difference. If it was, if if the if the animal didn't move it and he found it in Shusarabim, it's probably more likely to say that he's potter. But it's Mashma from Farshim that he moved it. Shagilgulas kula, right? Shagilgulas kula, he moved it with him, right? Moving from chayv kugulas kugolachol. It's dura. So it's Mashma. The animal did it. Yeah, Avram's question would be, wouldn't it be a question? But he didn't do any damage then. In other words, the if if when he jumped up on the guy's back and he ate it, you could say that was he ate he did the damage or the eating in an unusual way. Over here he ate it in the usual way, but prior to that he moved it. So the question is, what do you look at? So you can't prove it from here either way. Eboy somewhere you could say, Kikam Rabhia, the case that Rabhia was talking about, that if it was partially inside, partially outside, it depends if he ate it inside and outside, but Psila Dasapta. Sila means a wick usually, but it means like uh, a kind of a, a grass, a spasta, that is, has got long stalks and has different heads. So if you eat it on the inside, what he means to say is if you ate it on the inside, you're chayev for the whole thing inside, even a part of it was sticking outside, because when you ate it inside, the whole stalk comes along with it. So if it's, it's like you have a, you know different parts of a, of a um, vegetable or a flowers or whatever that are attached. And if you ate the part that's inside, it pulls the part that's outside with it and vice versa. So you can't, it's not even talking about a case of rolling. You could talk about a case where it was one long uh, stalk. And the question is, did he eat it, did he eat it inside or outside? So what he said was, it had different heads to it. The stalk had heads, different heads attached to it. Some was inside, some was outside. If he ate it inside, he's chayef even on the ones that were originally outside because it goes by where he ate it from or the ones outside, but it's not a case of rolling. So in the case of rolling, we really can't prove that uh, can't prove this. Now the Mishnah said, if you look back on yesterday's mission, Shane said that when he chayev, whether it's a chayev first or a behema, eats things that he normally eats. Let's say he ate clothing, animals don't eat clothing or kalim, then Michelle and Chatzinesi, because that's unusual, that's not Shane. Okay, then he said, When he says your potter, what is that going on? Is that going on the fruits that he normally eats? Or is it going even on the 
clothing. If the animal eat clothing, is he also potter there? Or do you say no? That's that's Mishuna Karen. Then you're high for that. So we say over here that Rabin, your potter. What are you talking about? Which case are you potter on? Says uh, says Rashi. Uh, so or asks asks, asks the Gemara. But this one we miss. We say that Rabin, your potter. Is it going on even if he ate clothing Rabin, which is a shinui, should be a told of Karen? What's it going on? So ahaya. So we have machlokas. Amara ahai. Which case is it going? Potter Amara akulu. You're potter on everything. In other words, if an animal ate something, if he, even if he ate something unusual, which should be a told of Karen, you're potter. My time. Leaving your clothes in Rishasarabim is a strange thing. Right? So if I left my, let's say I left stuff in Rishasarabim, what was I expecting? Of course, you're going to, I did something weird. If I left something weird there, yeah, if we're walking along, uh, you're walking along, and I'm walking along with my animal, and my animal does damage to yours. I didn't do anything unusual. Your animal did something unusual. That's Karen. You have to pay. But over here, who leaves their clothing or their caleb in Shisarabim? So he was like this, call him Mishana. Anybody who did something unusual, and somebody else did something unusual to that, you left your clothing in Shisarabim. My animal came along and did something unusual to your clothing by eating it. Well, you know what? You're the one who started this by putting by putting it there. Therefore, you're part of My time, call him Mishana, that's Rav's opinion. Shmuel says, no. Lo shanol peris miyokos. This is your patram shesaram is only regular shame. If he ate fruits and vegetables that he normally eats, the animal eats. Avok sus v'keilem, sus v'keilem chayavas. Yechayi for that because that's something unusual. Total of carry. Yechayi v'chatzinez, according to Nesik Shalom, depending if the animal is a tam or a muay. V'chayinam r'shlokesh, r'shlokesh goes like Rav, akulu. You put on everything. R'shlokesh gives a similar answer. To what Rob said, that if you the first guy did something unusual, second guy is not responsible. Here's the case. Two animals are both in the Mishisram, two cows. <clears throat> cows are normally allowed to be there, but so one is lying down. You shouldn't have your animal lying down in Mishisram. is a place for people to travel. So the first animal, number one, is lying down. One's walking. If the <clears throat> one that's walking along kicked the other one, now kicking would be and he did damage to it, would be a told of Karen, something unusual, if he did it intentionally, be a told of Karen. So you think that he should be chayat, but he says, your putter over here. Your putter, because the animal shouldn't have been lying down, Number animal number one shouldn't have been lying down in the street. Ravutza, let's say the animal that was lying down kicked the one that was walking. Well, then you're chayat, because the animal lying down shouldn't have kicked. But this is the idea of kicking, the other guy wasn't doing it, the other animal number two wasn't doing anything unusual. So Rishlokish, again, goes with similar idea to what Rav said, that if the first guy did something unusual, there we were talking about putting your clothes, leaving your clothes to Shisarabim. Here Rishlokish is talking about you put your animal down to lie down in Shisarabim, uh, then he got hurt, too bad. Rabbi Yochum goes like Shmuel, Lo Shalom Peres Virakos, only Shisarabim on regular fruits and vegetables, but things like that, if your animal ate, Clothing, that's unusual. doesn't hold the Normally argues with Rishlakish, right? Sometimes he does agree. doesn't hold the in the case of the two animals in Rishisarabim. That if what the standing animal damaged the lying animal, <coughs> your butter, because the animal lying animal shouldn't have been there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 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 uh,
In the case of the paros, he agrees with Rishlagesh <coughs> that if animal number one was lying down, had no business lying down, animal number two walked about and kicked it, he's not the animal number two is not a chayiv because <coughs> the first animal had no business lying down. So why does he disagree with, why does he uh, agree with Shmuel and, and disagree with Rob in the first case of the animal eating the clothing? I'll tell you why. Because people leave their clothing sometimes. Sometimes, person's walking along, he's sweating, takes off his jacket, leaves in Rishas Rabin, and to, uh, you know, get some air, took off his jacket, and therefore, it's not totally unusual for a person to leave his clothing in Rishas Rabin. Therefore, therefore, he, he, he says that if your animal that's Karen, that's not a told, that's a Karen, it's a told of Karen, because he did something unusual, eating my clothing. I, you say, I did something wrong by leaving my clothing, which is Robin. No, sometimes you take off your jacket, put it down for a few minutes while you catch your breath. Whereas putting your animal down for a nap in, in the middle of just Robin, that's totally, that's totally wrong. So therefore, he puts his clothing down and airs himself out, gets some breath. It's not normal to put your animal in that situation. So he agrees with Reish Lakesh that if your animal, you put your animal lying down in Shasarab, another animal came along and kicked it, the animal, the kicking animal is not, is not responsible. But in the case of an animal eating my jacket in Shasarab, that's unusual, that's a told of Karen. So if the animal, uh, a told of Karen, even though the, the and if he ate my, uh, if he ate my Paris for Shasarab, then he's Potter, because uh, Shane is only Chayiv, Rosh but if he ate my jacket and was just robbed, that's a told of Karen. Does the lying animal become a boar? Yeah, it could be. So, so if a, if a lying animal uh, uh, is a boar, so you're asking it shouldn't be a told of Karen, it should be a told of boar. And if the first animal, uh, if he damaged that... it, if he damaged it, but here he kicked it. So, in other words, the the case is. So the Ravutsa kicked the other animal, that's that's a told of Karen because he did it intentionally and he went out and he did damage. If let's say, you're right, if let's say the animal that was lying down, another animal tripped over it, then you could argue that it would be a told of four, correct? Because the character of four is that it doesn't move around. Even if it does move around, but it didn't do, it moved around by causing passive damage. Right, it was passive. It was passive, not passive damage. It was passively doing damage as opposed to kicking the other animal. In this case, Misha said though that if, if let's say um, the animal again going back to regular case of fruits, you had your fruits in Rishisarabim, right? You had your uh, uh, fruits in Rishisarabim, and we said, well, if your if your fruits were on another animal's back, and the first animal, the the damaging animal. Ate the, ate the fruits off the other guy's back, you could say that's Rosh Hashanah. But let's say it wasn't like that. Let's say you just left your fruits in Rosh Hashanah for a minute and an animal came along and ate them. The animal that ate them is Potter. The owner of the animal ate them is Potter because Shane is Potter. That's what animals do. You have no business leaving your fruits in Rosh Hashanah. Okay, but let's say after the eating animal, the animal that ate the fruits, the owner doesn't have to give him lunch because he just ate fruits and vegetables, right? So that, the Mishnah said, he does have to pay for that. In then, if, if the animal now doesn't have to get, you don't have to see, you serve him lunch. In other words, he got some pleasure from it. Mishonas, he has to pay, Mashonas, he has to pay for what he, 
for what he had an off from. But of course, the question is, how much is that? The comma says the Gemara. He pays. What does he pay? The fruits are, let's say, are worth $10. What normally does a man feed his animal? Straw. Costs 50 cents. So he'd have to give him the 50 cents. He, I, I, don't have to, I don't have to feed him with 50 cents worth of straw now. So he'd give him 50 cents for his $10 of fruit. So Rabbi Mardamei Omer, the value of a, uh, a bundle of straw. It's you know, like 50 cents. Rabbi Mardamei Sorem Animals, if a man wants to treat his animal to a nice lunch, he might give him barley. Not straw, he'll give him barley. So he says, give him, give him a, a barley at a cheaper rate. Rashi explains that's two-thirds of the, of the regular market rate. In other words, he might say, you know, I, I, there was a sale on, uh, uh, there was a sale at Target on, on uh, barley, on, you know, barley food for the animal, and down to, it was two-thirds. So he used to give him that because he would, you know, maybe sometimes he treats his animal to something a little bit better. But only only that, and he doesn't have to pay, doesn't have to pay the, so the barley, let's say, is worth a dollar. Instead of 50 cents worth of, so give him a dollar. They don't pay $10 for the fruits and vegetables. Tiny Kvasi Rabba, Tiny Kvasi Rabba is a proof to both. There's a price of like each one. Tiny Kvasi Rabba, Shemi Yechoyomer, Ein Mishalmen, Elo Demeomer, Bilvai, you just pay for the value of a bundle of straw. Tiny Kvasi Rabba, in the Hennis, Mishal Mashen Hennis. If he had pleasure, the animal got pleasure. He doesn't. Have, he doesn't have to eat lunch now because he just ate the lunch. He ate the fruits and vegetables um, uh, in the rishusarabim. He's potter again to pay the ten dollars because rishusarabim, but he has to pay because he did have pleasure from it. So, uh, um, so rab or two cups. Those are measures. You don't say you pay the value of what he ate. How much would you want to give something? Okay, your animal did eat a good lunch. How much would you like to pay uh, for your animal to eat something a little bit better? Even though he normally eats straw, but you know, once in a while you would treat him. How much would you pay to give him a little bit of a better meal, like like uh, sorum? Therefore, that, that's what you have to pay. So that's uh, we have this machlok between uh, between uh, Rabba and Rava, right? Uh, Rava says the cheapest thing, straw, and Rava says no, you give him something a little bit better. Something that, but he would he would sometimes treat his animal. <coughs> Therefore, but that's only if he had a no, and as he got something good out of it. Meaning he, he ate, even though he ate the fruits which he doesn't normally eat, but he, but he got some pleasure out of it because he doesn't have to feed him straw, doesn't have to feed him barley. But let's say let's say he ate wheat, which is not good for the animal. If the animal ate wheat, he, that, that might do him no good at all. And he might have to still eat his regular meal of straw or barley. Odover Aralo gave him something bad in your potter because he did. That's not enough. He gave him something bad. What do you mean? You, what are you feeding this animal? You know, if you feed your animal that eats straw, you gave him meat or something like that, even something that's worth a lot of money, but it's bad for the animal. Your potter from paying. It's only if the owner got some pleasure from the food that his animal ate for rum. He doesn't have to pay for damaging it, so he doesn't have to pay the ten dollar value of the fruits. But if he did get pleasure because he can skip lunch now and he got something good out of it, he should pay that according to Rabba or according to Rabba. Now, this gets into the question of Hanah. What do we mean? I'm a little chista of having Hanah uh, <clears throat> and where, where you're not necessarily doing damage. What do we mean by that? The question of Zenehan of Zelochasa. I'm a little chista Listen to the story. Of Chista said to Rabbi Chama, Lohavis Gabon board, you weren't with us last night, but Tuma, 
in the area means in the area you weren't near us or at home coming the base medrash you weren't in the base medrash Aro says it's the base medrash Rashi brings that down all the second shot you weren't with us last night when a very interesting question was raised the boy said he asked a very good question a very interesting question and you weren't there to debate it what's the uh, interesting thing you raised famous question I live in, I, I uh, took lodging. This could be understood in today's terms when people had to run away from their homes. We have internal refugees here. And people stayed in a house that wasn't normally rented out, right? I, I didn't know about it. The owner didn't know about it. The owner of the chatzer or the house did not know that there was somebody squatting in their house and he slept there overnight. So if you live without the owner's knowledge, do you have to pay for him or not? Do you have to pay a night's, uh, one night's uh, rent or not? So the question is, or asked, or the question was, hey, what's the case? If it's not normally rented out anyway, and the guy has other places he could have lived in anyway, he didn't gain anything, he didn't have any pleasure out of staying there, he stayed there, he has other places, he has other houses there, other apartments or other other places that he, he didn't really gain anything out of, he didn't save any money. It's not like he had to pay you, otherwise he had to go to a hotel. He had other options. And, and the place isn't normally rented out anyway. So, uh, so the person who slept there, the squatter, has no pleasure because he could have slept next door or he has another house there. And the owner has no loss because the owner doesn't rent it out normally anyway. So what's the issue? Why should he have to pay him? This guy didn't get any pleasure and the owner didn't have to suffer any loss. Oh, maybe you're talking about a place which is normally rented out. And this guy went and squatted in there. And because he squatted in there, the owner couldn't rent it out. He had a, He was like, uh, you know, what do they call it? Airbnb. He was Airbnb. He just went in there and the guy couldn't rent it out because it was occupied. So and this guy normally does rent out. The, the, the squatter normally pays for a night's rent and the owner new, usually rents it out. So now by him occupying it for free, what do you mean for free? <laughs> you, you lost, you cost me a loss of income and you normally have to pay anyway. So that's Zen and Zechoser. The squatter had pleasure and the owner lost money. Of course, he should pay. Speaking about a case where the chutzr, the courtyard or the house, whatever, is not normally rented out. So the owner suffered no loss. The guy just stayed in his chutzr. Let's say he stayed in his chutzr. Let's make it simple. He didn't even have to ruin the beds or the bathroom or anything like that. He stayed in a chutzr. Set up a tent there. He doesn't rent it out anyway. But the person, the, the squatter did, did does usually rent out. He usually has to pay for his lodging. So what is this? This is the case of Zenehenna. The squatter had a pleasure, but the owner has suffered no loss. Zenehem Zelochaser. What do you say with Zenehem Zelochaser? Normally we say, you know, like there's a curse, you know, Zenehem Zelochaser. I, uh, you know, I had pleasure. I come in sometimes, you know, I see somebody who's my tefillin, right? <laughs> it bothers me, right? But it's Zenin, if somebody used it, I didn't really suffer any loss other than the inconvenience of, of unwrapping it in a different way, right? <laughs> so that's Zenin of Zelochaser. So what do you say there? That's the question that's raised here. Can the squatter say, listen, I haven't caused you any loss. What do you want from me? Why should I pay? Oh, Dilmore, do you say, he could say, oh, it's honest. You did a pleasure. You, you, you had some pleasure for me. You should, you should uh, pay for it. 
normally in a case where you have pleasure, you ate somebody's food, you say stayed in their house and you would rent it out normally fine. It cost a lot. You didn't cost them any loss. So which one do you say? Omelay. So Rabbi Barhama, who was posed this question by Rafista, said, what, what kind of a kasha is that? It's a Mishnah. It's a favorite Mishnah. It's our Mishnah. He says, hey, must say some which Mishnah? Where, where is that a Mishnah? Omelay. So Rabbi Barhama played with him. He said, give me some pleasure. Do some service for me and I'll... Uh, and I will let you know. I'll let you know the mission. In other words, show me that you're eager for the answer and that you, you appreciate that I'm going to give you the answer. So Shakl said, he took his handkerchief or his uh, shawl, whatever, and he folded it for him. He took it and says, do, do me some service and I will I'll give you the answer. So he did some service. He took his shawl and he, and he folded it neatly. Amalei, in the Hennes Mishnah, it's my chance. You know what the mission is? Our mission says that if the animal walking in the street, ate your fruits, right? If your fruits, he's probably to pay for the fruits at $10 because shame is But if he didn't have to eat, eat lunch now because of that, so the owner got some pleasure out of it, he didn't have to serve him straw or barley, uh, then he should pay for that. So he's, this is a case of what? Zenehena v'zelo chaser? Zenehena v'zelo chaser? Why is this zelo chaser? The guy did lose the fruits, right? He lost his fruits. But that's what he told them. Rabbi says, listen to this. Before we get to the to the issue, he says, How much uh, how much uh, uh, suffering, anguish, and 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 suffering or 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 uh, worry, uh, worry and anguish does a person A person who helps, the master helps. How much uh, worry and anxiety does he avoid? Meaning. Rabbi gave a very poor answer over here. He asked Makasher I squatted in your in your chaser. You don't rent it out normally anyway. So why should I pay you? It's Zenehen. I had pleasure, but you didn't lose anything because you don't rent it out anyway. I asked my question, and he answered him from a case of Zenehen of because the fruits were lost to the owner. It's not Zenehen of Zelachaser. The owner, the the animal who ate it, his owner certainly had pleasure. He doesn't have to get him lunch now, but. There is chas over there. This is not comparable. Rabbi says, "Wow, he accepted this answer." In this case of is not comparable to our Mishnah. Rav Chista accepted his answer. So you see that if, if you have siyata d'shmaya, even lachar, if you make a mistake, the Rabbi Shalom takes care of you. You have no worries and no anxiety. Somebody that the Rabbi Shalom helps. But our Mishnah is the question was asked about is anem zelo chaser. The mission is anem zelo chaser. Ram Barchama, how did he give the answer? Stam pes b'shusram afkuri mafkalu. He learned the Mishnah that in, a, in, a, in the Mishnah speaking about a case where you leave your fruits in the rishusarabim, so you're not losing anything because you expect to be lost. Who leaves their fruits in rishusarabim? Fruits and vegetables in rishusarabim. For, for Shane, certainly you're potter, but even for chaser, you know chaser. If you left your fruits and vegetables in rishusarabim. You effectively abandoned them. You made them hefker, mafker, mafker, and therefore there was no loss. And therefore he says this mission is also a case of zenehena. The animal, the owner of the animal, had pleasure because he didn't have to serve his animal lunch now after he ate the fruits. But the owner of the fruits didn't really lose anything because he already he already abandoned them. That's how Ram Rachama would understand the Mishnah. Okay, so this issue of zenehena of zelochaser, we tried. You could accept it from our Mishnah, but or or you could say that's not really the case of zenehena of zelochaser. Ram Rachama says. You're mafka them, but otherwise, maybe you're not mafka them. Otherwise, what's the case of Shane? You say Shane, Bishusarabim, if he eats Bishusarabim, 
you are uh, your potter, right? Because an animal normally eats there. Anybody who eats their stuff there, it's hefker. So what's the issue anyway? You could argue that too. Okay. This cash, uh, let's go on with the issue of Zen and of Zen al-Chasr. Tanan. We're going to have later. See the, the diagram in Rashi. Shimon has an internal field. He owns a field. Reuben has three fields around him. Around him. You see that? And Reuben had put up a perimeter. The black lines are perimeters on the on his outside facing other owners, other uh, field owners. And he put up three mechitzos internally surrounding Shimon's field to separate him from Shimon. The animals shouldn't uh, fight with one another, right? You shouldn't uh, put up a fence. So Reuben put up a fence around Shimon on three sides. He had, he had fields. Reuben had fields on all three sides, as we see. And he put up a fence on those three sides. You're not Shimon to partake in the expenses of the fence. Because he could say, what did you do for me? I don't care. I'm still uh, open. I, 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 people could still come into me on the fourth side, right? I, I, you know, I, my field is still exposed. So you don't have Let's say Ruben, though, bought the fourth field surrounding Shimon totally now. Now he's surrounding Shimon totally, and he put up a fence there. Shimon to partake also. Ruben put up the fence anyway. He didn't, he didn't lose anything. He put up the fence for his own purposes to protect himself, right? And still Shimon had enough from it. So Zen had a Bezelochaser. You say if Reuben put up a fourth, had a fourth field on the on the fourth side of Shimon and put up a, a fence there, Smashma, you would you could force Shimon to partake in the expenses also, even though it's Zen had a Bezelochaser. Reuben had put up anyway. So the Morsnov Shani Osim the Amrle Akuramtliyakefiyaseira. That's not a case of Zen of Bezelochaser. Reuben could say if I have four fields and you have a little field in 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 uh, inside all my four fields. If it wouldn't be for you, I wouldn't have had to put up that fence at all. If it wouldn't be for you, if you wouldn't be in the middle there, I wouldn't have had to put up the fence at all. So you did cause me a loss. Your presence caused me a loss. I had to put up that. I had the the outer uh, the outer perimeters, the outer uh, fences protect me from other field owners in that area. But you, I surround you on all four sides. If it wouldn't be for you, I wouldn't have to put up that internal fence at all. Therefore, it's that end of the Zechaser. You cost me part of the loss. Doesn't it depend on when they acquired the field? Why? Because if Shimon had the field first. It makes no difference. And moving. Yeah, it's any bottom, so what? So Shimon isn't doing anything. He isn't causing. Ruben is causing it to Shimon. Okay, but, but you know, everybody's entitled to have a field. Everybody's entitled to have a field. Neighbors move in. You know, they put up a fence, you know, that this I I see there's a chilik, but I don't see why it's machalik. What's the difference? It, once these people exist and he's around him, he wants to uh, they want to have separation. When Reuben wasn't there initially, fine. So they need a fence. Now Reuben's there, they both need a fence. Shoot, they smash me, you both have to pay. Yeah, yes, you could say Reuben could say if it wouldn't be for you, I know you were there first, but if it wouldn't be for you, I wouldn't have to put up a fence at all. I'm entitled to the property, I bought it legitimately. Toshma proved the other way. Um, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef uh, disagrees. He says, Let's say the, the, the Reuben put up the first three, right? Then he bought the fourth field. Now he's got a fourth field, whether he had the fourth field before, right? He has a fourth field there now, and there was no fence there. It makes really no difference if he, if he had the fourth fence, if he had the fourth side before or not. Um, it, the question is, when did he put it? And he, and he, was, and he uh, fenced them in. 
then you could force him to pay. Yossi says, listen, let's say the Nick of Shimon put up the fourth, fourth fence. There, there were four, three fences there before, right? The three sides. Then Shimon put up the fourth side. Then you make him pay for the first three also because he's demonstrated that he's happy with the whole fencing issue. Uh, so if the if the if uh, Shimon got up and fenced in the fourth side, you force him to pay for the first three. Time it a god or nikov because he did it because he did it because uh, he himself did hamakif. But let's say the outer guy Ruvain put up the fourth fence. Mashmi Potter obviously disagrees with the Tanakama. He says if the Makif put up the fourth side, you be Potter. Potter, right? Because again, you could say Shimon could say, I didn't. Uh, I'm having pleasure from it because you protected me, but uh, you you were putting it up anyway. I didn't cause you any loss. The reason over there you could say why the Shimon is put to pay if the if the outer guy put up the fourth fence, even though Shimon's getting pleasure, because Shimon could say, I didn't need such a fancy fence with bricks, and uh, you put up a whole expensive fence. I could have had I could have sufficed with a fence of thorns that cost a dollar and a half for the whole thing. So therefore, he could say, therefore, you're putter. It's not a case of Zenem Zelochos or your putter. He could say, even if you say Zenem Zelochos is Chayev, I don't have to put up a fence like you put up a fence. That was your prerogative. Tashma, let's look at it this way. Abayis Valiyah. Yeah, so he could pay the dollar and a half. Yeah, you could say, I would put up thorns. Right. You could, so for that, he, you, could, you could argue that he could say, you want to prove Zenem Zelochos is putter? Could be Zenos is higher, but over here he could say, I don't need such a fancy fence. And maybe indeed you would have to pay the dollar and a half for the uh, for the thorns. Tashma, a baisvali, you have a, a lower story like in Israel where you have apartments on the first floor and an apartment on the second floor. Uh-huh. And they're each owned by two different people. Ruben lives downstairs, Shimon lives upstairs. The whole thing fell down. So Shnaim Shinaflu, the whole thing fell down. Omar Bala Bala Ali Bala Bayas, the guy from upstairs said to the guy from downstairs, Libno, so build your. I can't I can't live on my property until you build yours because I'm upstairs. You got to build yours, right? But who ain't a road? So the guy downstairs doesn't have the money, didn't have insurance. Talk about that later for your time. Who ain't a road? He doesn't want to pay. He doesn't want to build downstairs. So what is the upstairs supposed to do, right? Hare Balalia, the Balalia guy from upstairs, Bonavais, he could build it in the place of the downstairs guy, the Oshibon, and live there. I cheat excessive until the other guy pays for him. He says, listen, I'm, I'm entitled to build my property. If you, your property is not built up, I'll build it on yours, and I'm going to stay there until you pay me for my, all my expenses of building. Pardon? Oh, so but, but he's entitled. We'll see. See, see also, he only has to pay for the outlay for the expenses in building that apartment. What about trespassing, like you say? What about, okay, fine. He's entitled to the 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 uh, the, uh, the other guy the guy from upstairs can stay downstairs because he 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 basically built up the first guy's house. So when the first guy pays him, then he'll move out. But until he pays him, he's entitled to stay there. Fine, but why shouldn't he deduct for rent? Yes, I, I owe you money. If if I if I want my house back, I should have to pay for the expenses of building the house. The guy from upstairs built the house downstairs. The guy downstairs wants, his, wants that house. He should pay for it. Fine, pay for it. But when he pays for it, he should be able to deduct for the months of rent that that guy slept downstairs. Who had Hana here? The upstairs guy, because he lived downstairs when he built it. The downstairs guy didn't lose anything. He couldn't have stayed there anyway. He wasn't willing to build anything there. 
Zelochaser. You see, Zenem Zelochaser's Potter, right? He doesn't have to pay for the rent. The Moshani Hossam, the base of Aliyah Mishdambin. That's different over there because the downstairs house is obligated to the upstairs guy. No, the upstairs guy wants to build, but he can't build if the downstairs guy didn't build his. So there it's different because it's not that he gave him a no for nothing. The downstairs guy is obligated to fit, put his house, to build his house so that the upstairs guy could have it. It's not like it's just, they're not two independent houses on two different properties. The upstairs guy's house lives on, his house is placed on top of the downstairs guy. The downstairs guy is mashubad, is obligated to, to give him, to build his house, to give him a place for his house to stand on. So that case is different, and you can't prove the Zen and Zochasa's part of Tashma. Again, Rabbiuda's other opinion. Rabbiuda says, This is a case of the upstairs guy living in the downstairs guy's property without permission, without asking him. He's got to pay for it, he's got to pay rent. Over here at the upstairs guy is having an awe again, and the downstairs guy is not losing anything. So you see that you have to pay because he says you have to pay the rent. Yes, if, if he wants that, if the downstairs guy wants the house back, he's got to pay the expenses of the building. But he'd have to pay the rent. The, the upstairs guy has the obligation to pay the rent. He says, no, it's different over there. You know why? Because in a new house, it takes a while for the walls, the walls from the, you live down there with the fuel and fire and stuff like that, the walls get darkened. In an old house, it's already in place. It doesn't have an effect. But in a new house that are whitewashed, let's say, the walls get darkened, so therefore, the, it's not the Zanan of Chaser. There is Chaser. The owner of downstairs is losing something because eventually he'll pay for the expenses of building that apartment on the first floor, right? That he'll pay for the expenses of building. But also, now the building, he's not getting a new building, he's getting a used building because it's got now the walls have been darkened by uh, the guy living in there, and therefore, he's got to pay rent because so it's not Zanan of Chaser, Zanan of Chaser. Because the owner, the downstairs guy who didn't build yet, but his eventual apartment that was built by the upstairs guy is has been used, so he's got some loss to it. So therefore, you can't. But well, he's it. nene because he didn't have to do the work. He's nene from no, no. He's going to pay for that. In other words, for the building of the apartment, the downstairs guy, the upstairs guy can live down there until the other guy pays for it. The, the downstairs guy doesn't want to build. There's nothing to talk about. He but when he pays for it, he has to pay less because he's got to, he can deduct for the rent. There's nothing left. It's gone. No, no, but there's no, these are new walls, though. No. Those walls. Right, right. But, but yes, but when he pays, when eventually the downstairs guy pays the upstairs guy for building his apartment, he's going to pay the full amount of a new apartment, but he's going to deduct for the rent because the, there was some damage done by living in there. When people live in your apartment, you know, <laughs> a lot of people are finding that out now. They help people from the south and the north, and then when they leave, they realize that they got to do a whole she puts because they came in there with seven, eight kids and wrecked the place. That's what happens. Okay. Shachua, this question of Zen Adam Zelochoser, Shachua Bey Ravami. They sent this to the Shiv Ravami. Omar, he said, listen, Zen Adam Zelochoser, Prima this question of, you know, you lived in your house, the question that was raised by Rav Kista mentioned Rav Muhammad, that you lived in somebody else's chatzer without their knowledge, do you have to pay? So he answered, why should you have to pay? Uh, <clears throat> what, did he, what damage did he do? What damage did he do? He didn't do any. He lived in your chutzah. Like you say, he placed, put up a tent and a sleeping bag on somebody else's chutzah. What did he do to him? What caused him? What damage did he do? He didn't do anything. You should have to pay. Let's think about it. Let's consider it. 
Um, then they set the question again to Rabbi Barab. He didn't get any answers. Again. You keep sending me the same question again. If I would find the Svara for it, find the reason, wouldn't I have sent it to you? In other words, it's a good question. Again, you have two ways of looking at it. One, you know, the guy, the guy with Lochasser could say you had pleasure. The other guy could say I didn't cause you any loss. You weren't renting it out anyway. So what loss? This is a good question. If I have an answer, I would answer you. We'll see that's the psaq. You see the Ram Seikh in here too. The Zenan of Zalochasar doesn't have to pay. If I came and squatted in your yard and you don't rent it out anyway normally, and I caused you no loss. It wasn't like I caused you a loss. I ruined your bed of roses or something. I caused you no loss. You don't have to pay. Zenan of Zalochasar. Rabavu Amrabiokan Rabu though said Amrabiokan Sarkh, he's gotta pay. Amra Papa, Hadra Babu. Rabbi says Rabu is is incorrect when he said name Rabbi Yochanan you have to pay. Rabbi Yochanan never really said you have to pay. Why? He's lot of favors from he didn't hear directly from Rabbi Yochanan saying and Zelchas you pay. Elam Machlov he heard it from he 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 deduced it from a story. What happened? The Tanah Natal Eben Akora a gizbar of Hegdish is allowed to keep Hegdish's money in his pocket because he got to use it. Let's say he took a beam Eben or a beam of Hegdish. He took it, he's allowed to, he's allowed to walk around with it because he didn't change Rishus. He wasn't, didn't commit sacrilege yet. But if he gave it to somebody else, let's say, uh, if he gave it, he took it out of the Rishus of Hegdish by transfer, transferring it to somebody else, that's Me'ila, and he has to pay. Not the Chaber doesn't pay, the, 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 the Gizbar has to pay. Let's say the Gizbar, so he built it in his own house. He built it in his house, until he lived there. In other words, we'll see. He didn't leave, he didn't actually construct it and 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 you know nail it into the house because then it would have been Mila right away. He lived under there He left it, in other words, he didn't really uh change the nature of the beam. He didn't uh, saw it off or nail it or do anything to it. He just left it on the skylight. So if he had enough from it, once he had enough from living under it, Shavaputa, then he's high. Because if otherwise he would have been high before. He said, "Name Shmuel Zosameres Hador B'Chatzah Chaver Oshlomi Daito Tzarchol Zoschar." Who owns this? Who owns this beam? Hegdish, right? And you're living B'Chatzah Chaveru. And this man, what do we say? He says, "If you uh, if you put it if you, if he nailed the beam into his mall right away." But over here he says he's not Moel until he lives under it and had a Nova Shavapruta, but just right until he had some enough from it. But it's not from a Shmuel. That's only left with Yerba because he was he was mulling it when he had enough from it. So he said from over here, you see from here, you got to pay because it's easy. He's mulling the hegdish, even though it's shlomidaito because the hegdish doesn't have any owner. And uh, it's, it's it's like you live in shlomidaito. Yeah, but you had a, once you had enough, you have to pay. It's the story. And Rabbi Yochum was quiet about that. So his mashma, Eusab Rabbu thought, Midashasik, since Rabbu, since Rabbi Yochan was quiet, Modala, he's Moda, and you see from here, Zosamaris, that if you live in somebody else's chaser without their knowledge, you have to pay anyway. Zen Adam Zelochaser. Again, it's low chaser because the beam is intact, right? Zen Adam Zelochaser, you still have to pay. Below, not true. Ashkuchi Lashkis, Rabbi Yochan paid no attention to him. Kedarabba, Domarabba, Hegdash Lomidas. Hegdish, what do you mean Hegdish does it without the knowledge? Barnashalom knows where it is. The Hegdish belongs to the Barnashalom. So it's not, there's no such thing as Hegdish Shalom Midas, right? Hegdish Shalom Midas is like Hegdish Midas Dami. And therefore, therefore, this is not a case of what? Of Zen and of Zelo Chaser. He didn't know about it. 
because he knew about it. So it's not a case of Zen it's not it's not a it's not a case of a Shlomi Daito, This is it's like it's Midaito. It's like he he, he understood what, what was going on and, and he expected payment, like the case of sacrilege. So therefore, the psak is that Rabbi Yochanan really holds Zen and Zalachasar, you don't have to pay. This is Rabu said in Rabbi Yochanan that you do have to pay. Rabbi Yochanan never said that. Simply Rabbi deduced it from this story because Rabbi said to Rabbi Yochanan, you see from over here uh, in the name, excuse me, he said the name of Shmuel, you see you have to pay. Not true. Not true. Rabbi Yochanan paid no attention to him because that's not a case like this at all. This is not Shlomi Daito. Hegdish is always Midat. So therefore, the psak is that Zen and Abzal Chasser, you do have to pay. We see that from Rabbi Yochanan. And tomorrow's tomorrow, we'll continue with this, uh, some more uh, cases that uh, also proving that Zen and Abzal Chasser, you don't have to pay. I have enough, you know, and, and you had no loss, uh, you know, without, without you no know, loss. Obviously, if you knew about it and there was an agreement, you have to pay, you have to pay. But if it's Zen and Abzal Chasser, you didn't know about any causing any loss, you don't have to pay. And I'll pick up here tomorrow. Just as a point, in, in, here, especially in Israel, people have to where people live in apartments. Um, people don't realize that there's different kinds of insurance. You insure your house. Not, I'm not talking about for stealing or, or, or robbing or something like that. I'm talking, you're, I'm talking about the house itself. Let's say your house collapses. You're an apartment house, right? House collapses. So you're insured, right? You're insured for the value of the house. But if you live in an apartment house on the fifth floor and the other four guys below you don't want to build, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? The insurance company will give you money for the stones, right? But what are you supposed to do? If you have to go buy an apartment somewhere else, it costs you a lot more. So there's a different kind of insurance. There's insurance I found this out. I didn't know this from all these years. There's another kind of insurance that you pay a little bit more, uh, but it's called, it, I forgot the name in Hebrew. There's a name for it. I forgot what it's called. Something kar, karka, uh, that you're insured not just for the value of rebuilding it, but if, they, if you're in a building where the other owners, the whole thing fell down and it's uh, whatever, you're not covered, the other, whatever, the other guys aren't covered and they're not going to rebuild. They're not going to rebuild. We have cases, you know, the cases in Cologne where the whole thing collapsed. There was a big issue about that. You know, that what are you going to do? So that you have insurance to buy an equivalent apartment. So, you know, that give you the money, not just for rebuilding, but for buying another apartment, which is a lot more money, right? Your apartment's worth more than the cost of just uh, building the stones, putting it together. Market value.